So if you think about all of our ancestors, no matter where we came from or who we come from, everybody's been through trauma. There's been a great depression. There's been wars. There's been immigration from way back when, right? Hello, I'm Elizabeth Ribbons, your host for Next, a podcast dedicated to connecting women through stories, inspiration, and actions that empower resilience, leverage change, and celebrates their next. If you have lived half a century, certainly you have valuable skills, knowledge, and something you can share. Creating online courses on an appealing platform is another way to reach your audience, deliver your knowledge, and create an income source. I've been a Kajabi user for over five years, and I'm continually impressed with the amazing capabilities, options, excellent support, and the dedication to continue to innovate and provide the very best to their users. It's everything you need from soup to nuts to house your pearls of wisdom and share with others. To get your first month free, go to www.nextcareerlife.com backslash income. That's www.nextcareerlife.com backslash income. And get your first 30 days for free. Today's guest is comfortable with change and transitions. In fact, it is where she does her most significant work. Amy Schuber, energy healer, intuitive business strategist, and podcast host has spent the past decade successfully coaching entrepreneurs to growing their businesses and sustaining a prosperous life. She combines her strategic mind with her intuitive gifts and resources to see potential and unlock possibilities. And she has also produced over 500 podcasts with her show, Inspired Conversations. Welcome, Amy. I'm so glad you're here. Oh, thank you for having me. It's so great to be here with you. Oh, um, I just loved your bio and um, we do know each other from from circles and um, I would love for the audience this audience to hear a little bit about your your path how you got to where you are today like the things that you did because everything lends itself to another so yeah yeah so you know it's funny our journeys are not straight paths right you know I went away to college I graduated I moved to I grew up in Southern California went to Arizona, moved to San Francisco. So moved to a city, got a big corporate job, you know, and did the things that like were on path. It's like, go to school, graduate, do something cool, (laughs) move to a city, get a job, which was not the path of my family, but it was my path. My family's entrepreneurs and creatives. So for me to like go away to school and move off to a city was a really big deal. And when I lived in San Francisco, I was with my girlfriends and we just took a chance, found a place, moved to the city. We all got jobs. And it was like that kind of fun energy of my twenties, right? Yeah. And then as I started growing in my career and in that corporate America vibe, I just wasn't loving it, you know? So cut to moving around, having a couple different jobs and then just being like, wow, I'm in this cubicle nation and I don't love it. I am drained. I'm uninspired. There's got to be more. And so that led me to like this deep dive of self, like kind of in that like emotional state of there's got to be more to this. My friends were getting married, having kids, doing that. And I wasn't in that same area. I I was more self-exploring at that time, like getting into our 30s, right? And so for me, it was like, okay, I'm not on that path of getting married and having kids. That wasn't defining me. So I was defining my own role in my career. And when that wasn't doing it for me, I, I started exploring. And so I got to a place where corporate wasn't doing it for me. And Mm -hmm. I was visiting my family and my dad just point blank looked at me one day and was like, why don't you just quit? And I was crying and like looking for advice and guidance from my parents because I was home for the weekend. And, and he just, why don't you just quit? It's no big deal. And he just like popped the bubble of, it's no big deal. Like just make a change. And I thought, is it that easy? Because I, I feel devastated. Like, what do I do? And I was like, oh, and he just like, okay, 
what if I did? What if I quit? Then what? And so that moment really changed everything. When I, I went back to the city and I was like, you know what? It's not the same. I'm here alone. Like my friends had left. Like I had a community, but it was different. And I just took the chance and quit. And I didn't know what I was going to do. I quit my job and I left the city and I came back to uh, Southern California and I just let myself figure it out. Like find your path. And I gave myself a, about six months to find that space. But then everything got in my head. Like, what are you doing? You need to get a job. You know, you can't just start exploring and what are you doing? And I was like, I don't know. Oh, and so all the fear started coming back. So what did I do? I got a job. <laughs> I got another corporate job, but eight months later, it literally chewed me up and spit me out because I got a job with a company that was Lehman Brothers um, owned. And so when Lehman Brothers went down in that crash, I lost my job. And so I thought, oh, thank you universe. Cause I did, I got a job doing the same thing at a higher level and I was miserable. So for eight months I was like, what, what did I just do? What did I, I just quit and left the city, left all this. And I just landed back in this. I didn't give myself enough time and space. Right. So it, it made me realize, trust yourself, trust your path. Don't second guess or doubt or let all those people get in your head. Even so my good. coach, my life coach at the time said, what are you doing? You should get a job. And so I was like, wait, what? I know <laughs> that was our last session. And then, then eight months later, I got spit out by that corporate job. And then I gave myself time. And that is when I got on the path of, I started coaching women entrepreneurs because I went to a group of women entrepreneurs and just to explore like, okay, if I'm going to be on this path of entrepreneurship, I need to be around my people. So I went to a group in LA because uh, it wasn't in Orange County. And then at the end of that session, the woman who was running it asked me if I would want to run it in Orange County. And I was like, sure. What does that mean? And that <laughs> was the trajectory of me becoming a coach. This is about, gosh, it's been about 18 years. This, this was the tra trajectory of me becoming a coach and my path to the work I'm doing now as a healer and the community and the connections I have. So long story, kind of long. It was just like the, the breadcrumbs following the breadcrumbs, but I also resisted and retreated and made different decisions. But then I realized you've really got to follow your instincts and, and go there if you're going to go there like a hundred percent. So that's yeah. what changed my life in that transition of if it's not this and it's going to be that, what is that? And how do I explore to find what that is? Because at the time I was like, I don't know what my purpose is. I want to be cre more creative in my work. I want to be more purposeful, but I don't know what that means to me. So I was really exploring all of that. I even took a class and got a interior design certificate. I took an eight week course and did all the architecture stuff, which was fun. But I was like, yeah, that's not for me, but I like doing it. So I literally did all kinds of different things to sort of recognize what's, what's my purpose. And it's led me here, but it's been a journey. I mean, it's really been a 10 year journey of the exploration and trying different things. And, you know, I, I became a coach and I had a successful business and then I started my podcast and, and it's all led me to this healing work. Now I wouldn't be in the work I'm doing now if it wasn't for all those steps along the way, you know? Yeah, exactly. And I think that's, it's, it's a journey. Like you're saying, it's a journey that we, that we take. And, and if you're open to it, you see the next thing that opens up and then you're saying, okay, all that back there made sense because of this. Mm -hmm. And now I think we get to a certain space in our life where we really kind of know what our purpose is. Like, all right, I'm, this is this is the thing I'm here really to do. I mean, I did a lot of amazing things back there, had some difficulties. All those experiences brought me to this place. I mean, no doubt about it. But I think yeah. that it's super great that you were open to it. And so what, what was the inkling? Because you help all these women and the you help them to get to the, 
next, you know, whatever it is they're doing, they're, they want to build their business, all that. What in you, what was the thing that flipped the switch for you saying, okay, I intuitively am feeling more things and I want to develop this. I mean, what was the next thing that made you decide to do that? Well, so it's interesting because when I got the opportunity to run the women's group, I, when I landed and I was like, oh, this is what I wanted to be doing. This is so purposeful. I love this. I'm a coach. Like it felt so purposeful and I was so connected and I'm a community person. I love, I'm the person that gives resources and knows people. So it was great because I started building this community and learning from the women and I felt really on purpose. And so I was doing that. And in conjunction with that, I was launching my coaching business at the same time simultaneously. So I was running this community and those were in-person workshops. And then there was a a group, a bigger group of the community. And then I was running my own business alongside, but it was funny because I landed in it and I thought, Oh, this is so purposeful. I feel so good. But then there was a point where I was like, this isn't it. It's not all of it for me. Like why I'm a, I go so far and then I kind of hit a wall and I was like, mm, something's missing. So I had that inkling of something was missing and I'm a curious person. So I'm always interested in what people are doing to benefit themselves. I love to go to events and and trainings and learn more to expand myself. Part Mm -hmm. of it is healing. I love to get healings. I love healers. I'm fascinated by healers. So all along, I was always going to healers to help me, you know, like, okay, I'm hitting a wall or I'm having this situation. Or a friend would say, I just went to this amazing healer. You should go. And I wouldn't have an issue. I would just be like, okay, I'm going to go and see what comes up. So I was always asking for help and getting guidance from, you know, spiritual healers and, and connected to that. So it's funny as I was, you know, wanting to be more on purpose, going to a healer, she was actually the one who I got trained from. She was helping me like release ancestral blocks because, you know, there was times where I was kind of swirling in these patterns, but I feel like, how can I be in the pattern? I'm doing everything to move forward, but I'm still here. I'm still in this Eddie, I'm still in this cul-de-sac and I don't know what else to do. So that is when I would engage with people. So she taught me about ancestral blocks. And so I was getting the work from her. And then when she um, offered to, you know, do certifications, she was stretching her business and teaching. She started teaching and I thought, oh, I want to learn from her how to do this. And when I started learning from her, it was funny she um, taught the class and we were getting certified and she's like, the magic is in the practice. And I was like, Oh, this is interesting because in my eyes, she was a special person, super intuitive since birth, always had all these different experiences. And I don't feel like that's me. So I'm like, you can learn this. I can learn how to do this. I'm not like you. That was my question. And she's like, yeah, the magic happens when you start practicing. We're all intuitive. We're all connected. We're just at different levels. Absolutely. So when I started learning from her and being in the practice that is when everything aligned for me. I felt like I was misaligned, almost all completely aligned, but just one piece was missing. And when I started learning this work and doing this work and practicing the work, that is when I got completely aligned. And it's like a, a chiropractic adjustment, you know, when you go and you get aligned, but you still feel this like poke in your back and you're like, ah, I still feel off. And it feels like I just got the adjustment and everything lined up. And I was like, okay, I was always philosophizing about purpose and clarity and being in alignment, yet I wasn't fully in alignment myself. As a coach, right? Like, you know, this is how, you know, have your vision, have your mission, be in alignment and be purposeful. And I was doing all those things, but I still felt out of alignment. And when this happened, I felt like, oh, now I'm embodying it. So what I was missing in my coaching business was the full embodiment. And now I understand what that means. It's not a 
it's not something outside of me. I understand what it means. And that was what was missing for me. And so when that happened, just, you know, in this past year and a half, I'm like, wow, okay, this is my work. This is my purpose. So it's, it's like, it feels like a far reach, but not really because I still have all those coaching skills and I still have all that strategy because I have that mind and that curiosity, but this work just takes it so much deeper, the healing work. And oh, it's, it's it just feels on purpose to me. It completes I don't know how. the circle. It completes yeah. the circle. Yeah, yeah. What's incredible is that you can mix all of this business and strategic background. It's it's like it's like the perfect yin yang, and and you can bring in because you did a healing with me, and all I can say is that I've done a tremendous amount. I'm very self. Um, knowledgeable like I, I can tell when things aren't right and I can really pinpoint and I've done a lot of work on myself and and I've told you healers have found me and yeah. it was just interesting that you and I and you said I'm willing to do this healing for you and it was so incredible and all I can say is that for people who say gosh I've done it like you were saying I've done all these things I know all this stuff and still I'm there's this still this thing and I suspected it was ancestral but I had no idea how I was going to even handle that and then here you drop into my life that's how I found healers they just find me and um and the thing is is that it's like you have like a little sticker or a burr in a really beautiful sweater and you can't get it out like you just can't get that thing out and so you need someone who's like look let me help you undo all those fibers and get that out of out of there for you without ruining your sweater <laughs> right that's a great <laughs> example <laughs> right that's how yep. I, was thinking, I was telling because I have a circle of women I speak with and I'm like I'm doing a healing and she's doing this and, and I'm telling you it felt like this thing was removed from me and and I guess what I want to do today is talk a little bit about dispelling the the you know because some people are like wait a minute that's hooey that's not mm-hmm. real. And mm-hmm. so I want to talk about that a little bit because here you are a strategic business person and you've done all these things and then you, you, you start moving over to the more of the intuitive and knowing. And I love what your, your teacher told you that we're all intuitive. We, we, and, and, and if you read the book Mutant Message from Down Under or, or you've read anything about Indians and, and tribes, they could speak to each other from far. They didn't have telephones mm-hmm. and they knew. They knew things were going on or when you have that inkling. It's something that we all have. It's just we don't use that muscle because we have all these devices and things to keep us connected, right? But yeah. Yeah. if you, like your teacher said, if you start to develop that and in the practice of it, it's something that you rely on. And uh, just for me, intuitiveness is something that I've used since I was young. I started practicing meditation and just really listening to my intuition. So yeah. my gut yeah. and that leads me and it's saved me few times so yeah I wanted to just kind of talk about that I love the part where you're like in the cubicle nation (laughs) that was a good uh, that was really great and um how you pivoted out of that and and oftentimes just like you were saying people want to know what you're doing and I think it's because what you're doing maybe they want to too or they're nervous for you they're nervous that you're and so they want to know and and um in one of my I have a um a little course that it's a mini course. And, and I, I give scripts for that because people sort of like, how do you answer? Cause you have to be ready to answer those questions because it starts making you question yourself. Absolutely. And you Absolutely. really have to give yourself that time and space. You really do. 
So well, if you start asking people for feedback, they'll give it to you. I remember I was starting in between that time. I started a little baby blanket business um, when I was in the women's group, and I wanted to be more creative. I started a, a little baby blanket and burpee bl- business with vintage fabrics, and I was asking everybody, "What do you think? What do you think? What should the name be?" I knew what the name was going to be, but I was asking for feedback. And one of my friends' husbands gave me feedback that I wasn't interested in hearing, and I, in that moment, I was like, "Oh." I already know this is the name. I don't know why I'm asking his feedback. He's not my target audience. And it made me angry because I, I didn't like what he had to say. But I, I realized I was asking for feedback rather than uh, telling people what I was doing. I was asking people if it was okay to be doing what I was doing. And is it okay if I call it this? And I was like, oh, no, no, I have to own that and not ask. And we have to tell people what it is. And if we're not ready to tell people, we just should stay silent if we're still in the exploring uh, phase, because people will tell you what to do. Like my life coach said, you should get a job. I know, <laughs> that like, was- Wait, what? I'm- yeah. So it's okay if we take the pause or don't share everything because, you know, the thing is we've been trained away from our senses. We've been trained out of who we are and yes. the energy work, everything is energy. That is who we are. We yeah. come here, we're energetic beings. We live on an energetic planet, but we've been trained away from that. And so we have been conditioned to go outside of ourselves for answers. I mean, we've learned that in school. We learned that from, you know, the very beginning that we have to rely on other people to tell us what we need, what we want, what keeps us safe. And that is, is not a truth. We need to come back to ourselves. Like we are the ones we've been waiting for. When I, I think I've told you this, but when I um, first was in the entrepreneurial world and running that women's group, I went to this women's conference in LA. Maria Shriver was holding it at the time. And there was a Hopi poem on the back of the program and she read it. And the very last line is we are the ones we've been waiting for. And it just gives me chills because it's like, Oh, and at that time I was looking for answers outside of myself. I was seeking, I was searching, I was asking everybody, what should I be doing? What kind of work? What do you think? You know, and some of that's good. And then sometimes it you take it too far. And when she read that line, we are the ones I was like, Oh, I'm the one I've been waiting for. What do, what feels good to me? What do I want to take a risk on? What, what feels good to me? Cause if it feels good and I'm going to jump and take a risk, somebody else that might not be for, and they would never take that risk. They would never quit their job without another job being lined up. So that's not the person to support you because they're not in the same place you are. And it's okay. All of us are in a different place, but we have to tune back into our truth, our true essence to, to make our decisions. Even if someone knows you really well, they still might be like, what are you doing? What, yeah. Why are you doing that? I, I think mean, the people that are closest to us are the ones that get the most worried. Like it's fantastic yeah. that your dad said, just quit. You know, yeah. that was amazing. Cause most of the time yeah. they're like, Oh my God, what are you doing? Oh my, this is, and they get more afraid for you than you are yourself. And then you start thinking maybe you're crazy. Cause yeah. maybe I should be taking this more seriously, but I, yeah. I, there's a, something that, that I truly believe in and I call it your thread and it's, it's that who you are intrinsically, your, mm-hmm. your gifts, your wins, your strengths, your talents, all those wonderful things. Mm-hmm. And, and I think at different times in our life, like here you are at the end of your twenties and you're like, wait, I, I've been preparing schooling, all these things. I've got the thing and it's not making me happy. Right. And then you get into your thirties and you're exploring and then you, so each decade we want different things. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. I think it's so important to get really clear on who we are. And maybe when you're at that, and I think this happens to a lot of people at that 20, that tw- late 20s, early 30s, you're like, wait a minute, I got to pivot. I got to change. This isn't quite right. Yeah. But it wasn't a waste what you did. You learned no. something. And then you're ready to go on to that next thing. Because, and, and a lot of times during that period of time, like you said, your friends were having children and, and babies and marriage. You want the job that's fulfilling, but at the same time, you can 
really show up for your life. And then the next stage, you want something else. So what you want every decade or every five years is a different kind of um, all, you know? Yeah. And, and, and so I love that you were allowed yourself to come to this place where you could use everything you've learned and, and, and your true self who you were here, put here for all your true nature. And that's just, you, you've completed the circle. So you can really, truly fully show up as yourself, yeah. which yeah. I think is fantastic. And I wanted to talk to you about, um, I've had the opportunity to go to the Galapagos Islands. I don't know if you. Yeah, know. I've never been. Yeah. yeah. And so it's like um, Dr. Doolittle. It's, um, you know, you can go up to the animals and they're right there with the nests on the ground. And they don't, I mean, I've walked up to seals and the moms with their babies and, it yeah. was just really because there was no fear and there was no fear because there's been no hunting there and there's mm-hmm. been no, so there's no traumas and those are animals. Yeah. And um, so therefore it, it sort of gives you, behooves you to think, well, okay, so this thing about, you know, ancestral trauma, things that have been, happened back in the past sort of imprints our, our, our molecules, our DNA, our cells, and we carry it forward. And like you're saying, energy, we're mostly water and energy. And so it really does carry forward. Um, And so I'm kind of saying that because I'm trying to point out to people that we do kind of set the stage for the next generation and how we do it. So for me, to get a healing like this, like you explained to me, it was great because it sort of clears it for them as well. Mm-hmm. And I mm-hmm. also um, think that if there's monsters from the past, I call them, mm-hmm. you want to you conquer the monster. You don't want to carry that down to your children and your grandchildren and, and have right. them carry that burden. So right. it's so powerful to right. consider it and, um, and look at the, the scientific parts of it. And so I thought right. when you say, do people have any pushback with you on, on the whole, Oh my gosh, you're a healer. Isn't that who he is? Isn't that woo woo? Um, how, you know, do you really, does it really work like that kind of, what do you say to them? <laughs> yeah, it's funny. I just, I had an experience this morning where, um, Someone uh, who was pitching me to be on my show um, just basically didn't want to be in it because of a spiritual spiritual conversation. Like I'm too spiritual for her, which was funny. I was like, oh, okay. Um, but so yeah, I mean, we all have different beliefs, right? Based on how we've been raised, based on our experiences. But this mm-hmm. is the thing about ancestral clearing: we are all born with our. So we're born with our DNA, right? Which is not changeable, but it comes from our family lineage. Whether you're going to have brown hair, blue eyes, like we can't change that. We're also born with RNA, which is information tags. So things that have happened in the past and things that happened during our lifetime, it gets tagged on our RNA. And so that creates an experience and that's epigenetics and more stuff is being um, studied about epigenetics. And so the study of your genes and how they can transmute and change is epigenetics. And so we can change what's in our RNA. So the tags on our RNA come like some of it is trauma trauma-induced. So if you think about all of our ancestors, no matter where we came from or who we come from, everybody's been through trauma. There's been a great depression. There's been wars. There's been immigration from way back when, right? And even up until now, we can see trauma. There's been enslavement. I mean, and so on and so on and so on. And when you do a little bit of digging in your family history, which you don't need to do, but if you do a little bit, you're like, oh, there's my family. Okay. Like I just recently learned um, on one side of my family, I've had a family member in all the wars, you know, World War One, World War Two, the Civil War, the American Revolution. And I had no idea. And I was was like, wow, that's a lot of trauma, especially if they survived it. 
right? Yeah. Because you survive something like that and then you're bringing it with you as a survivor, whether it's impacting you or not. Some people survive it and don't make a fuss about it and you don't even know, but we come in with it anyways, no matter what we're born with, whatever the trauma that got trapped. Sometimes people go through experiences and have no big deal about it. And some people go through them and it changes their life forever and changes their family trajectory forever. So it's not about knowing what the trauma is. It's just knowing that sometimes the emotion gets trapped. And then we, uh, in this moment, 2021, we're living it and we're having an experience that we're living a pattern from our family trauma. So it could be you know, a lack consciousness, a scarcity, like if you have money issues. And so you start doing the work on that. It's like, oh, well, you might've had a family member that was in the depression that didn't trust or they had no money or it was all taken away from them. Someone could have had a lot of money and it was stolen from them. So they don't trust having money. So you're never going to make over a certain amount of money because you don't want to lose your money. And you're not going to know those stories, but you'll see this trapped emotion of fear or, you know, all these different emotions that get trapped because of it. And we can release them. That is what's beautiful. We can also release the trauma that gets trapped in our own lifetime because we all know it's very subtle or it can be very dramatic and obvious. Like whether you're in a car accident or someone tells you, you can't be friends with us, or you have like a really experience of experience, a major trauma in your life. Mm-hmm. We trap things because it, it's a fear. It gets trapped in our system. And so there's the possibility of releasing it and it sets you free. And I believe, I believe I've come to this work at this time because this is the time we're shifting consciousness. We're, we're freeing ourselves from a lot of these past experiences as we're in this awareness of what's going on and we're trying to write the past, but we can't bring it with us anymore. We can no longer bring it with us. That's why we've been going through this in 2020, 2021, the different conversations we're having about wow, this awareness we're having. And so how can we write that? How can we make it right? How can we do things differently? And a lot of this we can do by clearing our energy as well. As a collective, the anxiety that's up, the fear that's up, we can change all of this. So, you know, it's an inside job, I like to say, and it leads us back to ourselves. So if you're, you know, banging your head up against the wall and you're just like, I don't know what else to do. I'm a good person. I do all these good things, but this one thing never seems to change for my life. Yeah. It might be that you just need some support because it's not, it's not your pattern that you're running. I mean, that's, what's beautiful about it. It's like, oh wow, this isn't even yours because we brought it with us and something in your life antagonized it to come up for you. Is everyone in your family going to have the same problems? Not necessarily. And possibly, you know, like it could be that everyone's not in like a long-term relationship because that's been passed down and passed down from some traumatic experience or the money thing or dot, dot, dot. We can fill in the blank. There's so many things, but it is something that we can change. It's not like DNA. It's something that's like just a tag on the RNA that you can release and let go of. And you can feel it. You've experienced it. I've experienced, you can feel it release and you're like, whoa. And then all of a sudden you don't feel triggered by something or somebody, there could be a family member you don't get along with. And every time you get in a conversation, it triggers stuff. You can clear that. And then you just don't have that trigger energy around them anymore. So it's pretty interesting, but I believe it's this time we're in. Like I was called to this work at this divine perfect time and it's time for us to release the past. We, we bring all of our skill sets with us. Like, as you say, like our experiences, like me working, you know, in corporate America in San Francisco, like everything has led me to here and I bring it with me and it's all welcome to my journey and who I am now. It's all perfect, but we don't need to bring the trauma with us. We don't, we're not meant to bring all that with us. And we, I don't think we can be the best expression of ourselves in the future if we don't look at what's bogging us down and holding us back. And that's what's meant to be looked at right now, I believe. I mean, we've got to connect with ourselves, 
be grounded in ourselves, be more grounded in our intuition and be a sovereign body where we're making good decisions based on what feels good to us. And right now we're seeing all this division around so many different topics, but it doesn't matter what everybody else is doing. What's good for you? What feels good to you? And if you can't come back and get that answer for yourself, there's the work to be self-aware, to be connected, to, to say like, no, I'm meant to just sit here quietly for a minute. I'm not meant to be out in that world of noise. I'm meant to just be quiet with myself. That's where I belong. Whether everyone's marching and doing a protest, that might not be for you because that's not your purpose. You know, we're not all here to do the same thing. So it's okay if someone sits something out and, and you're like all for it, but someone else wants to sit it out. We've got to honor as individuals. And in order to know what we want to honor, we have to get to know ourselves, you know, in order to say like, Hey, I'm going to sit this one out because that's not for me. And it's okay. And, and trust that people will respect you because you're confident and grounded in it. When we're just being batted around like a pinball in a pinball machine, it causes chaos. It causes distortion. And then it causes bad decisions because we're just rolling around. We want to be really grounded with ourselves. And believe me, I've been there. I've been the pinball. <laughs> for well, yeah. And when you're, saying, when you're asking everyone's advice or everyone's opinion. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's, that's like, you know, someone that just keeps going around and asking and asking. And, and you made a really uh, interesting comment about that is that you were looking to get a sort of a, it's okay to do this sort of thing. Yeah. Getting permission. Yeah. And isn't that funny though, that we, we do that, but then we, we do get back to ourselves. We do come home. We have, we hope that's the whole point. I feel like it's the point is to come home. And um, I think it's like, I tell my daughter, it's, it's the cosmic like paradox is that we're we're born and we're supposed to be working and be self-sustaining in some way and, and, and all of these things and, and work in the world, which means we have to kind of give in to certain things we can't have our way all the time. And right. a lot of times I think as we're going along and doing that, we're making a little bit more uh, deals to give ourselves away more in order to get this far. And then we get to a place and say, wait a minute, what happened to me? And then you yeah. got to get, that's when you got to start making that journey back home. And um, yeah. so I think it's, I think it's really incredible. And I think too, um, that we all, it, we all experience things in life that, push us to start looking, redirect us and push us to start looking for that way back home. Um, and it keeps coming up unless we, we don't, we don't uh, pay attention to it. It'll, it'll keep coming up. It keeps poking at us. And yeah. uh, I think that that's a pretty common thing. And I just wrote up, did a vlog today about that. So it's just really interesting. Um, and I just wanted to say too, that, you know, light diffracts like in a prism and mm-hmm. color and different colors. And so there might be a family, large family with the same kind of ancestral history, but it, it's exhibiting itself in different ways. So, yeah. um, but if you do keep finding that you're, you've done all the work, you've got the great coaches, you, you really are spot on with a lot of things and you're still finding that, that sort of, you know, sticker or thorn that's in your sweater. You, you, that's when you need to seek out a little bit of extra help, like someone like yourself. Absolutely. Because we all need to help. We all need to ask for help. I mean, we can take ourselves so far, but there is a place where sometimes we need people to help us. You know, like I need you to see something that I don't see for myself. And that is what I always did. Like, okay, I've done all these workshops. I've done all this work. I've done all this marketing stuff, but I'm still 
here. So that was where I would always be like, okay, who can help me with this? And, you yeah. know, there's always a blind spot. And so that's what this is. It's like, you know, if there's a blind spot and you want to get to it because it's just driving you crazy and you really want to move through it and you're aware of it, it's perfect. And sometimes we have an inkling and sometimes we don't, some people don't even know their family. You know, they, they come from different, they might be adopted. They don't know their family lineage and you don't need to know. It's still, it's still a part of you. You're still living mm-hmm. it on some level. Yeah. And okay because it's um, been imprinted like you said it's this imprint sometimes it um manifests and sometimes it doesn't i mean there's so many experiences but there is a moment where i believe we um need to ask for help i mean it's a vulnerable moment right like i think this is what's up for me and that's that's where i've been too where i've needed help as well to well, be guided. when you were deciding okay you're like look i need some help i keep finding this one thing keeps happening did that person show up in your life or did you really start seeking it? Well, I'm both. So I am a seeker. So I go looking for it and it shows mm-hmm. up right next to me, you know, always. Yeah. And it's interesting because I started my podcast. It's been six years ago and I started it as a platform to share, you know, my voice, but it really wasn't a business podcast. It was more about spirituality and things to help women in life. Because when I was doing the, um, coaching for women, it was like, well, we're not just one, a note, one note. It's not just about marketing or sales. And I didn't want to be in a a business conversation. I was like, we're more dynamic than that. Sometimes we need help with our wellness and our rest and our spirituality to keep all the things balanced and all the plates like moving. And so my podcast was all those different conversations. Uh And so when I look backwards, I'm talking to a lot of spiritual people, a lot of, cause that's what I was interested in. So they showed up for me and, and during this time was part of my training. I look back and I'm like, Oh wow. It's been a training ground for me to be in this energy work conversation now. Cause I've been in a lot of the conversations cause I'm curious about it. So yes. And yes, I seek it out and it finds me. And I always have landed with the right person at the right time, whether I heard someone or someone sat next to me at an event, right? Or- or I saw someone speak and then I interviewed them and then I was like, I want to work with you. You know, it always is divine, right and perfect. That's what I like to say. It's, it always, and it sometimes it taps us and it's right in front of us. And sometimes it'll slam itself up against us. So we really get the message, but the more aware we become, the more you'll notice. So yeah, it shows up right when you're on time for it. And it's, it's one of those things too, that if you're open to it, it does, it does arrive. It does arrive. I, Absolutely. I completely believe that. Well, this has been a lot of fun. And I just want to make sure that um, Amy's podcast is. Inspired Conversations. Inspired Conversations. I know it's on here somewhere, but I wanted to make Inspired Conversations. Yes. And she's had over 500 um, interviews, uh, which is amazing. Astounding, actually. And uh, so I'm glad that that also, I'm sure, helped so many people and got them thinking about, um, you know, more spiritual things and, and business and and I agree with you. This is the time. I feel like we really are making a shift in, in the workforce, in, in women, and the feminine energy is out there. I think it's just changing. Uh, and it's exciting. Instead of being like, oh, my gosh, I think it's one of those things that we just need to welcome it. And I wanted one more question. Could you, you were saying collectively, it would be good if we healed, um, healed our past. Is there something that could be done collectively? Or is it just um, is healing done just like a one-on-one or is it, could you look at like a room of people and say, okay, collectively we're going to heal this. Does that happen? I, I don't know. I'm just curious. Absolutely. So it's both. When you are doing the individual work, you go um, 
specifically deep into the person's background uh-huh. and their ancestry, right? So I would test if it's from your father, your mother's side, and how far back, how many generations it goes. For collective, it's really what's up in the moment. So if you can imagine like what's going on and how everyone's been feeling this past year, a lot of anxiety, maybe depression, a lot of fear. So that collectively can absolutely be cleared because it's up for everybody and we're all sort of feeling it and being poked by it. So you can, and, and part of the work I do, I muscle test. So I'm never guessing I'm connecting. It's the kinesiology factor of it. And, and so in the energy work, I'm connecting with whoever's energy, whether it's an individual or the collective energy. Mm-hmm. And then I muscle test for the emotion. So your body or the collective's body is giving me the information, like what wants to be cleared from this room, from this group, from this person. And so the information is given, give, being given to me. I'm not making it up. So then that is where it's really beautiful. I've done collective um, healings with, with different groups. And it's so interesting how people will say, wow, that was what was going on with me personally and as the group. So it's really kind of interesting to see. It's fun for me to see it too, how it works. But we can all guess the collective things that are up, right? That it's like when you're talking to a friend and you're like, oh, I feel this intensity or I feel so much anxiety or fear and I'm not sure where it's coming from. And then you talk to someone like, yeah, me too. This is happening in my life, but I thought all was good and great, but it feels strange out. And there's a lot of stuff up right now for us to clear on the planet, you know, politically, health-wise, all the things, right? Historically. Historically, all of it. I mean, it's a load. It's loaded. (laughs) So, I mean, we could just do collective clearings and people would have relief, but it's also really interesting to go deeper individually because then it gets customized and it gets personal because I can't clear from everybody's backgrounds at the same time, but I can as an individual. So it's, it's cool. It's powerful. Well, that's exciting to me because I do see myself having retreats and I would just want you to be there and, and collectively heal them because um, there is so much that we're going through and heck, we don't want to take it along with us. We don't want to throw that on the, on our back in the burden, you know, and drag that along too. Yeah. So for me, that would be just a fantastic thing. And then, you know, others who, who feel like they could connect with you would, would probably find, find you somewhere, find, find you and seek you out. So I think that's a, incredible. So thank you for this. This has been incredible and exciting to talk to you and um, I really appreciate your time, Amy, and your, your amazing intuition and strength and all your talents. It's just, I, I really appreciate you being here. Oh, thank you so much for having me. It's a real um, treat to be in your time and energy as well. So thank you for sharing me. It's a, it's a gift to be able to be in this conversation and support your voice and what you're doing uh, for women. I mean, my whole point of Inspire Conversations is to help people just have one thing that can shift their life. And if you and I are having a conversation and someone got something out of this, whether it's something I said or you said, that's, yeah. that's important to me. So thank you for letting me be here with you. It, it means a lot. Oh yeah, super. Well, thank you so much, Amy. Thank you for listening. Links to mine and my guest social media, as well as other resources you might enjoy are all in the show notes. Why not take a quick 10 minute quiz to help find the right resource for you? Download the Compass mini course or browse the resource page and see what the next community has to offer. All available at www.nextcareerlife.com. Enjoying the show? Please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or share the show with a friend or coworker. Word of mouth is still the best way to find out about new podcasts. Until next time.